Hello everyone, welcome back to the Make It Musings podcast. I'm your host Ben, of course, as always. Uh, with a very special podcast that takes a look at the events of the night before. Uh, the night before being the 24th of October. And an amazing game of football. Well, I don't know if you can call it a game of football. I think you have to call it a slaughter, really. Uh, between my beloved Liverpool and their fiercest, biggest rivals, Manchester United. Liverpool travelled to Old Trafford, the home of Man United, for a, a rather important fixture for both teams. It always is, regardless, really. But on this occasion, we were looking at an opportunity for Liverpool to maintain pace with the front runners of Chelsea and Man City. Whilst... A win for Man United would have actually brought them to within a point of Liverpool. Now, context-wise, going into this game, in the last round of Premier League fixtures, Liverpool had travelled to Watford, and we had won 5-0 at Watford. It wasn't a contest, really. Uh, You had to feel a little bit sorry for Watford in some respects, but Liverpool were absolutely ruthless. On that occasion, it wasn't a contest in any way, shape, or form. It was a, it was a very easy victory against a disorganised team uh, who had just actually replaced their manager. Man United, meanwhile, travelled to Leicester and uh, ended up losing four two, despite actually sort of coming back into the game a couple of times. In the end, Leicester, particularly in the second half, Leicester bossed United and deserved the win. In midweek, both Liverpool and Man United played in European fixtures. Liverpool travelled to Spanish team Atletico Madrid, and Man United hosted Italian team Atalanta. Liverpool raced into a two-goal lead, um, but by half-time, we'd actually uh, sort of blown that lead, and it was two-all. Whilst Man United were two-nil down at half-time against Atalanta. But by the end of both fixtures, both Liverpool and United have won 3-2. United had turned things around and Liverpool managed to sort of get a goal from the penalty spot to to secure a vital sort of three points in a tough group, it must be said. So the stage was set for the two teams to face each other on Sunday evening. With a number of, sort of subplots sort of going on here, there have been conversations about how uh, Mo Salah our great striker, it must be said, would have a case for being regarded as the best player in the world. Whilst in Man United's ranks is Ronaldo, who has officially been the best player in the world on more than one occasion during his glittering career. There were question marks over whether or not Man United's comeback win in midweek had papered over the cracks especially seeing as they were conceding quite a few goals. And for me personally, there were just concerns that Man United would be up for it against Liverpool. They have a habit, a rather annoying habit in my view, of raising their game to sort of face us, which makes sense. It's a clash between two big rivals, especially in United's case, they're at home. And there's a sense of pride with that. There has to be. So, as always with this fixture, it makes me somewhat nervous and uncomfortable because you never quite know how things are going to turn out. 
And very early on in the match, actually, United did give Liverpool a warning. Uh, some incisive passing uh, sort of found its way through our defence. They got the ball out on the right-hand side, uh, on the edge of the penalty area. And Fernandez managed to blaze wide uh, from the edge of the area when, at the very least, you would argue he should have worked the keeper. But he didn't. And a couple of minutes later, it was Liverpool's turn to slice Man United's defence to pieces with Mo Salah playing in Naby Keita and Keita just slotted home so, so coolly. He ran into the box and just slotted past David De Gea uh, so, so coolly and calmly. It was like he had ice in his veins. It was absolutely brilliant. And that kind of highlighted the difference really between the two teams. When Liverpool had a chance, they took it. And from that point forward, I don't know really what happened to United. I mean, at 1-0 down, OK, it's not great, but loads of football still to be played. But there wasn't any fight there. And for the second goal, Maguire and Shaw, they pretty much got each other's way. And the ball just kind of drifted past them. And it ended up at the feet of Alexander-Arnold, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's, a, in my view, a great player. And it was all too easy for Arnold just to play the ball across the face of United's goal. Diego Jota was there at the other end to slam home from point-blank range. 2-0. Thank you very much. Dangerous scoreline in a lot of ways because in midweek, Liverpool would let slip a two-goal lead. And United had come back from being two goals down uh, in order to win. So it didn't mean anything necessarily. United certainly do have plenty of attacking talent, and if they switch that on, they can be dangerous. The problem that United have, as Liverpool demonstrated time and time again, uh, is that Maguire is not in a good place form-wise in the centre of their defence, and the midfield pairing of McTominay and Fred, in the idea of kind of helping to screen the defence, just doesn't work. Neither one of them are that type of player. They're not good in that role. And... It was all too easy for Liverpool to just sort of pass around United's midfield and bully United's midfield. And the moment that we started to play defence-splitting passes, United were at six and sevens, which coincidentally could have been the scoreline if we'd actually continued to apply pressure. As it was, two nice finishes from Mo Salah saw us take a four-goal lead in at half-time. And Salah completed his hat-trick Early in the second half, a wonderful ball from Jordan Henderson, who stole the ball from Paul Pogba's feet in order to, to sort of thread it through to Salah, who then just dinked the ball past De Gea like it wasn't there. It was brilliant, ruthless stuff. And United probably actually should have had a consolation goal. Ronaldo did put the ball in the net, but it was chalked off for offside. It probably shouldn't have been offside. But Ronaldo kind of summed things up, really. I mean... The ball went in the net, and even if it had sort of as a goal, he just trundled back uh, as if, you know, to sort of restart the game and sort of knew there was no point in celebrating. It was a pointless consolation goal at that point. And then, of course, it was disallowed anyway, just to add insult to injury. And then, to add further insult to injury, Pogba got sent off. It was a bad tackle on his part on Naby Keita. Uh, it actually meant that Keita had to leave the pitch in a stretcher. That's how bad the challenge was. And Pogba rightly dismissed he came on at half time he was on the pitch for 15 minutes and the two things he'll be remembered for is how easily Jordan Henderson pinched the ball off him and that red card 
So not a great look for, for Pogba at all. And when he walked off the pitch, he looked like he didn't seem to care. You know, he's just been sent off in a huge, massive fixture. And you, you'd think, especially bearing in mind how long he's been at United, he'd understand that. But he just, he always seemed to be happy that he was going off. The problems at United have been widely reported over the, over the course of the last sort of evening. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to sort of go over that ground, apart from to say that personally, as a Liverpool fan, I'd love it if, um, if Solskjaer stayed no longer. But to give us credit, we were we were hungry, we were up for it, we wanted it more than United yesterday. And we could have easily, especially when United reduced the 10 men, the game was ours to sort of dominate. It was anyway, but we could have easily gone and scored more goals. I think some people might be disappointed that we didn't, but you know, Klopp, I think, rather wisely, especially being in mind we've got a few midfield injuries right now, he wisely wanted us to preserve uh, our energy and, and the, he wanted the players to preserve their bodies a little bit ahead of, sort of the next set of games, which is the right decision. The game was won. There was no point in, in going nuts and risking further injuries and problems. Let's just see it out. Let's just keep the ball, which we did. Uh, and in a way, it might even be seen as worse in the eyes of uh, United fans because it could be seen that Liverpool took pity on the United at that point. Uh, had sort of mercy because we could have been merciless and it was in our power to do whatever we wanted. And we chose to take pity on the United, which... If I was a United fan, I'd hate that even more in some ways. It was an astonishing game of football. I don't usually do podcasts about individual football matches, but this was incredible. This was amazing to watch. I thought we could get a win. Uh, in my wildest dreams, I imagined scenarios where, like, you know, we won, like, say, 4 1 or something like that. Um, but I didn't expect us to be so utterly dominant, and I didn't expect United to be so poor. Uh, I thought they'd play better than that, especially against us but instead they just capitulated. I think the first goal shook them and the second goal just, just killed any fight they had. And from that moment on, it was too easy. We can't expect every game to be like that, of course. Next up for Liverpool in the Premier League, we host uh, Brighton, who you know I imagine would actually give us a tougher game than United. I would like to think that we're good enough to win. But you know what? I see us winning, by, by, like, say... 2-0 or 3-0 or 3-1 against Brighton. I don't see us scoring another five goals. But the ability is there. I mean, Salah's in great form. Uh, I think that there's more to come from Firmino and from Mane this season. Firmino's hat-trick against Watford was, was a great morale booster for him. And Firmino played quite well, actually, against United. It was just a quiet, understated performance that he often gives. But there's more to come from him. There's more to come from Mane. We've got some players to return to fitness, like Fabinho, to, to give our midfielder boost as well. Uh, and we, we have some options there. So uh, I'm looking forward to how we can sort of keep moving forward. Huh. We've got to be at our best throughout the course of the season. We're right there in the title mix with Man City and Chelsea. We've got to respect both City and Chelsea because they're capable of scoring goals as well. Chelsea beat Norwich 7-0. Uh, at the weekend and City went away to Brighton and won 4-1 so all three of these teams Liverpool, Chelsea, City we know how to win matches we know how to kill games off already th those three teams are breaking away from the rest of the pack 
And it looks like a three-horse race for the title. I thoroughly believe this Liverpool team can win the league, but so can City and Chelsea. So it's going to be a fascinating, tight season. The outcome of the season will probably hinge on the results of the games between those three sides, with the occasional perhaps sort of shock factor thrown in from elsewhere. But really it's going to be about how Liverpool City and Chelsea handle each other. But I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking forward to see where we can go and to see what silverware we can get. Because this Liverpool team is more than good enough for winning trophies. I'd love it if we won the Premier League. I'd love it if we won the Champions League. But we'll have to see what happens over the course of the next few weeks, next few months.